0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I have conversations with folks who have figured out what they needed to do to be successful and have then actually stepped into doing it. Big difference, right? You could know, but then they don't do. So I love people who have stepped in a more. Today, I would love to introduce you to my guest, Kristen Crockett, who is amazing for a million different reasons. Mm -hmm. But what I really love about her and what I want to share today with everybody is this is a fellow woman who just embraces sales. And you got to love a woman who likes to sell some stuff. So Kristen, why don't you give a more formal introduction so people know what you do, how you do it, et cetera, et cetera.
1: My gosh, Erin, it's so true. I love sales. I'm like that one that actually really, 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 really loves it. So, So I'm the CEO and founder of Courageous Destiny. So to me, what Courageous Destiny means is if you take apart the word courage from the heart, rage, destiny. So I love to help people find the thing that they absolutely love to do and then monetize it and then learn how to sell it. And most people believe it or not, (laughs) when they go to sell something, they stop no matter how much of a difference it could make in the world for people, no matter how much of service they can be for other people. When it comes to the word sell, they freeze up,
0: they freeze up. And one of the things when um, I hear you speak that I love. And I remember you came to my event last year, a year ago, January, when we were still allowed to be together in person. And you spoke even then about doing what you love and doing something that's bigger than yourself and what your dreams were and what you, and I think that's where people get so messed up with sales is they think they're supposed to leave all that behind and then go be icky.
1: Right? Like it's two right. separate things. Mhm. Yeah, they think that and it's all in the way they frame sales. You know, they're they you know, we all learn from our experiences and our past experiences as we're growing up. And a lot of people learned about sales that you know, used car salesman pushy. You know, they learned that. You know, people who sell are. You know, if you're like my dad, when there was somebody who would call our home, you know, and it was like a telemarketer, my dad would hang up. It was like a fate worse than death for right. to call
0: well, us. <laughs> and it's so funny because the best salespeople in the world are little kids. Like, so oh, they no. are. We are natural salespeople. It is completely natural for a human being to try to influence other people, not manipulate, but to influence, okay, some kids manipulate, but influence other people in order to move forward. And yet, somewhere along the way, we're taught all this is wrong and bad. And there's a lot of bad examples. So it's not like this comes out of left field. So, how did you manage to not just fall into that category that? Let's face it, 90% of entrepreneurs and people fall into.
1: Well, one thing, it's going to sound funny, but I loved poker and <laughs> I loved playing games. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I have a gambling problem, because I be- believe me, I don't, <laughs> but I loved games. And one of the things that I had realized was that. I could very early on, I got a, I got a sales job selling lamination film. This was after I decided I was not going to go back to school for speech and language pathology because it just was so, I didn't want to go back to school. I hated school. school. And so (laughs) then I found this job selling lamination film and I'll never forget it because they said you make $11 an hour. as a base salary. But you could basically double, triple that, quadruple it, depending on, you know, how many of these boxes of lamination film that I sold. Well, the first time that I did it, Of course I wanted to vomit, you know, like the first time I called somebody, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember thinking, why am I so freaked out? I'm calling a business. I'm asking them if they want to buy lamination film and I'm acting like somebody is, is about to, you know, kill me if I call them.
0: Right. Like what is the big deal?
1: So it, and it sounds funny. I really forced myself past that in the beginning, you know, because I had a job. And I couldn't get fired on my job in the first second day, so I just started calling, and I just started calling. And I remember, like later on that afternoon, I saw my sold my first, I sold my first sale. And I remember talking to the client, and it all happened very naturally. And they're like, "Well," and I could see like what they used and how much they bought. And I'm like, "Well, if you buy ten boxes, you can get two free." And then I go, well, wait a minute. You don't want to be buying boxes from me. If you buy 20 boxes, you could get five free. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? You wouldn't have to call back here for, like, you know, and I, and I remember it all just happened very naturally and I sold it. And then I realized that I made like 40 bucks. So here I am making $11 an hour and I just made $40. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. It's I the can secret, make right? Want. It is yeah. the
0: secret to being in control of your own destiny, your own world.
1: Yeah, I'm like, wow! I can just, I can just make more money than my base salary, which is not something I really knew a lot about growing up. I didn't really have anybody in my direct nucleus family that was in sales, so to me, it was a lot of fun and it was cool. And then I started. I just always had fun with it. To me, it was like free money. You know, it was like free money. It was like, wow, this is coming out of nowhere. And so that's really, I think that the difference is, is that I found it to be a game and I found it to be fun.
0: Right. From the right.
1: Right. Right. From the beginning. And, and that's a lot of what I coach people. Like we can't forget that this is fun. Right. You know, it, and
0: I, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be it. You know, and the other thing you said in the beginning, it wasn't fun and i think right. you know three feet from gold right mm-hmm. so many people yeah. quit not just before they're successful but they quit before it becomes easy
1: right and they quit before it becomes easy
0: or at least before it becomes no big deal
1: mhm and they're not connect. You know, another thing I coach people into doing is to become connected to their product or service. You know, I certainly coach a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, so one thing about that connection, it's like, you started this because you really, really loved what you did. You wanted to bring something in the world that wasn't there. And because you're here, people are going to get the value of your product or service. And yes, there's exchange of money, but they're also going to value that product or service more because there's that exchange of money.
0: Exactly.
1: So people get... mm -hmm.
0: One of the things you and I have in common is we both had jobs that had sales. I had a corporate job that had big Mm -hmm. sales. But there is a very big difference between like what you said, you went and did it anyway because... Your other option was getting fired and that wasn't okay.
1: Right. (laughs) Right.
0: So when when your job has sales as a part of it for somebody else, where you're selling somebody else's widget, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we will force ourselves to do something or it's actually easier to sell something. And I know you've had this personal journey and your clients have it. What is the switch that people have to make When you go from selling somebody else's widget to selling your own, and now you're the product and now it's so tied to who you are. We, we, we start to attach ourselves
1: that, that fine line. Yeah, I know exactly where, where, you know, it's, it's one of those things where (laughs) one of the, when I created Courageous Destiny, you know, and You know, I remember I was sitting across from my coach and she goes, well, you're Courageous Destiny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it was actually Sarah Victory, you know, who helped me come up with Courageous (laughs) Destiny. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's really evolved since then. And one of the things that I always ask myself, if I don't think I can do it, right, as Kristen Crockett what would courageous destiny do? (laughs) I create like an alter ego for myself because one of the things is, is that sales does take courage. You know, if you've never done it before and, or if you've got that thing that really, really, you've got that thing that really, you're really connected to, like, I'm really connected to the coaching and I really want to make a difference for people. And yes, when I became the product, it was definitely an evolution because in that evolution where I became the product, I had to go through all kinds of different, different decisions I had made about myself, Mm -hmm. you know, am I credible enough? I had some really amazing examples as coaches, you know, and there was things that I needed to do to, to create myself, you know, to get the confidence. But in the end, it was really just taking those actions. It was allowing myself, you know, actions that generate sales are like, to me, like little pieces of, of stones in a path that you're laying out. Yes. And every little action that you take, you get more and more confidence, you get more and more stones in a more secure pathway to walk down. Absolutely. And that's what those actions are. And, and, and at the-, the end of the day, that's what it was. It wasn't me having some insight. <laughs> it wasn't me having like some big aha moment. It was me laying those stones, stone by stone, having the connective conversations. I always call them connective conversations. There needs to be a back and forth and you have as many Connective conversations as you can with as many different people as you can.
0: <laughs> I just had yeah, it's so funny, and this is why you know we we connected right away and have yeah. always had so much fun together. And this is the exact same, you know, it, success isn't a big epiphany; it's a series of small tweaks. And exactly you do all the tiny little things, just like you're saying. And, and so I had a text message earlier this morning from one of my clients who averages two thousand dollars a month but stepped into the program and did more. And this morning she texted me, she sold, you're going to love this, $10,000 in the last five days. I love it. Right? I love it. And it's from doing exactly what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. Set her up with a more comfortable stone by stone by stone situation so that she wouldn't freak out and also didn't fall out of integrity with herself and boom.
1: And I say, Mm -hmm. and boom, it's not like, and boom, but it feels like it, right? It feels like (laughs) all of a sudden, boom. It does. It feels like all of a sudden, boom. And it, and it's, it's, you know, and sometimes those stones that we are, we're laying out, we don't even realize they're stones. You know, sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's taking the coaching. Sometimes it's doing the journaling that is unblocking. Like, one of the things I coach my clients to do is become a master at removing obstacles in yeah. front of themselves you know master that if you master that you get to you get to streamline ahead you get to go full steam ahead if you keep tripping over the same stuff over and over and you never build your awareness over what you're tripping over you know you keep going around in a circle you know so It is, you know, keep playing the stones and the stones are everywhere. You know, the stones are all about you moving forward.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Erin at ConquerYourBusiness.com. So let's switch it up a little bit. What is something you can share? Because I think one of the challenges is for someone like you, for someone like me who comes out of like a big sales job, it's easy for people to remove us from their own obstacles and from their own comparison cuz like oh well you did this at a big company so it's easy for you. So <laughs> let's shit right and you and I both know that is so not the truth. So no. What, you know I like to reflectively and and you know and just personal empathy <laughs> called 2018 Aaron's you're a failure. Like we're nothing I tried worked. What have you had to overcome to Do this for yourself and not just as a job.
1: It's always about, for me, my biggest challenge in this whole thing was building the muscle of discipline Mm -hmm. to actually take the actions that I said, really creating an impeccable relationship with my word to myself that when I said I was going to do something, I did it because all of a sudden I was my own boss. And I I just gotta be honest, I'm a little shit. Like I when I was working in corporate, you know, I could get out of stuff, you know, I could wiggle my way out of stuff. And I'm you like, do. what's the easiest? What's the easiest thing to do? Why would I do it that way when I could do it this way? This way's quicker, my way's better. And I would I would do everything that I can to wiggle out of things. I'd find a trapdoor in anything. Mm-hmm to make it faster. I was extremely great at sales, but I was a lot of, I was very much a cowgirl and a trailblazer. I had a lot of fun with it, but then there was always a team and a crew that was cleaning up my mess.
0: (laughs) Right. this is the, right. The the entrepreneurs don't have that.
1: Right. And so I, and as an entrepreneur and in the beginning, you don't have a crew that's cleaning up your mess. You got to clean it up. And then not judge yourself for the mess that you're cleaning up, you know, or learn how to leave some messes and, and just keep going, you know? And it was, I had to, eventually I had to go, you know what? I'm treating this like a hobby. Like I had to be really straight with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is nothing more than a glorified hobby at this point. I don't have working hours. You know, I've got this full idea that I've got this career where I don't need a vacation from it, but I don't actually work sometimes, you know, it wasn't consistently taking action on a day-to-day basis. And I had to get really, really straight with myself. And I had to create structures for myself that held me accountable because the way that trailblazer and that cowgirl was, she can get out of anything. And I had to train her. <laughs> I had to train myself, you know, I call it training the ego, right? So oh,
0: absolutely. You know,
1: our egos are actor, you know, so I had to learn how to train my ego and it's a lot like, I like to call it like a dragon, you know, untrained, it'll burn down villages. It'll put up smoke screens. (laughs) You won't be able to see what to do. It'll sleep. I mean, you know, sleep for, (laughs) for a long time, you know, and then when it gets up, it fires and blows up everything, you know, And you've got to learn how to make it your best friend, like uh, Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she trained those dragons, they come to her, they help her, you know. And that's that's what you need to do to train your own, I I always call it training my own ego dragon. Well, and what I like about that is I'm a
0: big fan of the visuals, but also I like the slight removal of that using that visual so that you're not talking about your making yourself wrong. I think exactly as, as people were very, it, it removes the block and the obstacles that you have to overcome from you're now you're no longer thinking of I'm bad. I did it wrong. I'm not working hard enough. And instead it's this just dragon that just needs to be fixed.
1: And it, yeah, it just needs some, it just needs some training and it needs repetition. Yes. Yeah. Right. And like a little kid, you know, and I always love this analogy, you know, like a little kid, it didn't just, you know, you don't just stand up and walk like an expert and go walk down a runway, you know, you trip and fall and you look like a fool. Right. <laughs> You bang your head on the coffee table, <laughs> right? You get injured, you get hurt. And to, you know, the other thing that I'd love to coach people do is be an expert at being a beginner, be an expert at being a beginner, embrace it because there's going to be times as an entrepreneur that you have to reinvent the wheel on a dime.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, how many times have I been on a conversation with somebody and go, you know, what? I don't like this program. I don't like this program this is what they do. Oh, I don't have that program. Let me create it right now. You know, because I know what they need and I use my intuition, right. You know, and that sometimes can be, that's a, that's a, an entrepreneur's best friend. It's also can be one of the things that, you know, if it's untrained, if your intuition is untrained and you don't trust yourself, it can also throw you into some different loops and directions as well. Right.
0: It, it's the so. discernment. It's being able to tell the mm-hmm. difference between a really good intuitive idea and my subconscious is messing with me and steering me off track again.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, um one of the things that I'm personally an expert at, I'm a certified deserve level coach. You get in life what your unconscious mind believes you deserve. So I'm very much a a um, a genius. I mean I'm just going to give it to myself at this yeah. point. I'm a genius of observing my mind. I'm a genius at observing yeah. my mind and what my mind is up to and where it's stopping me. And I think I, today, I don't believe everything I think. I know. <laughs> no, right?
0: And I tell people one of the best skills that I ever learned was how to become an observer of my own behavior exactly. so that you're not stuck reacting to it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you can say,
0: oh, look, I'm doing the thing again. No, it's okay thing. <laughs> I get it. We're just a trigger. And, and move beyond it. You know, one of the things I love because about your approach, and this is what people miss so many times, and we kind of said it in the beginning, but I don't think you can share this enough, is here we are starting to have a conversation about sales. We both are people who fully embrace sales. And yet everything we're talking about is how do you be in better service to your client and how do you be in better service to yourself?
1: Right, right. And over the years, what I've really found, and, and I believe this to be true, and I'll never forget one of my coach and mentors, um, Carolina Rambro, saying this to me. And she goes, You're your first client. You are your first client. And so the, I always treat myself how I would want to treat a client. Right. I always, you know, it's always about walking the talk, right? To be able to, if I'm going to give a coaching assignment, I'm going to be doing it myself.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I also think that helps you relate. It's very hard for me. You know, I know there's some people out there, but even, and I was a leasing agent for apartment complexes. I mean, I have been in sales since I was like 19 years old, but if I don't like the thing, I can't sell it. I can't sell it if I don't really like the thing. And that kind of became I can't sell it if I, I do a better job selling it and then serving it if I've been there myself.
1: I love that you said that too, because what came to me was our, you know, access as a coach, if we've got to really love ourselves because we're the product, right? You know, so I always say, you know, one of my secrets in sales is believe in the product or service that you're selling 100%. If you don't, don't sell it. There's so many options out there. <laughs> you know, if you're like walking around going, "This thing really sucks," but I know it can make me a lot of money if people buy a lot about it. You know, it's not that people can't sell that. You know, right. there's unscrupulous things all the time. You know, but to me, you know, when I coach people, it's all about believe in that product or service 100%. If you do that, now you can connect to it you can be in the service of other people you're you're in the service of others when you're sharing you're going to be stingy if you don't share right and that's so critical that's so critical
0: absolutely so. and i love that we're chatting with this i truth be told i have no idea when this episode will be go live because i'm not in charge of that part of the world but this is so <laughs> much of what i've been working on for um to put together for my 3-day event coming up i know it's what you focus on with people. And sometimes I just feel if we could get the message to more people, there would be not just more successful entrepreneurs, but they wouldn't be so freaked out getting there. Like it doesn't, one of my favorite questions is not just what if this were easy, but going back to what we've been talking about, how easy am I willing to allow this to be?
1: Right, right, and you know it's funny. It's like one of my the coaching that I love to give and the coaching I love to take is to have weeks where everything just becomes easy.
0: Yeah, no matter
1: how complicated things show up, I'm like, oh well, it's easy. You know, it's kind of like if you're at a. I, I tried this one time at a wedding. It was really funny. There was this person like I can't dance at all, you know, and they looked horrible on the dance floor, and they're like doing this thing back and forth, and I'm like, well, why don't you tell yourself you're a great dancer? let's see how you do. And they go, I'm a great dancer. And the next thing, you know, I'm not saying that they were Patrick Swayze, but they were like, you know, I probably really dated myself there, but they were like, you know, it was like, all of a sudden there was maybe even like a little semblance of some, some rhythm, right. You know, so whatever you're telling yourself is how you're acting. Right. And if you tell
0: yourself that sales is icky then it'll yep. be easy. And if you tell yourself that you can't do sales, then you won't be able to do sales.
1: Right. And then, Oh, you know what? I can't stand. I'm going to share this with you. <laughs> I can't stand it when people are like, well, I'm not in sales. I'm an enrollment officer or right. I'm a, the euphemisms, I'm a professional. <laughs> right.
0: The euphemisms, I'm like, please. You're yeah, not I'm a professional anyone. sharer.
1: I'm not. And I go, okay. do you deep down and this is my favorite thing to ask i'm like do you deep down know that you're selling something that there's an exchange of money and by that exchange of money you could make money yes i'm like then why why hide from it why not just step into the the honor of it that it is because if people don't if people don't spend money if they don't have any skin in the game they probably won't even use the product or service
0: here's the other thing you're not actually fooling your subconscious.
1: No, you're not. You're playing a
0: game that sucks. Right? <laughs> you're not <laughs> fooling anybody. And I will promise you might be able to talk yourself through one sale with that euphemism of a title, but you will not, you know, one of the things that has come out of this podcast and all these interviews that has been really exciting for me, I didn't mean it this way, but it's been the theme. And I know you'll totally agree with this. As an entrepreneur, as a, like when you're at a job, your success is often tied to fitting in the box that they need you in. But as an entrepreneur, your success is tied to embracing your authentic self.
1: Right. And right. It,
0: and the hardest conversation you'll ever have is an honest one with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you are not going to embrace your authentic self. You are not you're not fooling anybody.
1: You're not fooling anybody. And, you know, to do authentic authenticity, right, to truly be your authenticity, you know, one of the things I coach a lot on is hyper honesty,
0: Mm -hmm. right,
1: being hyper honest with yourself. And I say hyper, because we're always you don't even realize, like, if you really observe whether or not you're lying, it can be the most fascinating thing in the world. It's like, there's another line. What? I just wanted to <laughs> exaggerate that. I'm omitting something. You know,
0: my, so my, boy,
1: my boyfriend's funny. So. He calls me an omitter sometimes. I'm like, I'm not an omitter. <laughs> and then I'm me like, too. I did. I omitted. And it's, it's, it's very fascinating to see because it can be so unconscious. So to create something really conscious to be able to see some of this stuff on purpose. I go delving in all the time. And, my, and my unconscious mind. <laughs> my coach has
0: done this to me twice in the recent weeks where we were making plans for what we were doing next and how we were going to do it. And I said yes to this and I said no to that. And then I came up with a reason. I called it a re- explanation. I called it an explanation of why I wasn't going to do whatever it was I wasn't going to do. And she said, Well, if that's what you need to tell yourself to feel better. Okay, like she just tells. We all do this. The truth oh. of the matter is, if I had had more money in my account in that moment, I would have said yes to the thing. And instead, mm-hmm. I came up with a perfectly reasonable explanation why I was waiting. It
1: was a lie. Oh yeah, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> What's well, really great. It's really great. Have you ever had that coaching call, like before your coaching call, where you're like writing out the justifications, you're going to have a bullet point and you're going to stand your ground, you know, with your coach and realizing as you get in like going, yeah, if I got to stand my ground and probably I'm not on the right, you know, I'm not on an effective, I'm not on an effective path right now. None of this is true. And that, that's
0: one of the things going back to becoming an observer of your own behavior and even tying it back mm-hmm. to sales. I have Mm -hmm. learned not just my own behavior, but how does it feel physically in my body when I'm lying to myself? Like, how do I feel physically? And taking that into sales conversation, how does it feel in my body when I'm pitching, which is not what we're trying to do, and when I should be selling, which is that authentic relationship in service?
1: you can feel it. Right. Right. You can feel it. And if you, I I, I like to call it in alignment, out of alignment, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, if I'm out of alignment, you know, there's something off. I'm like, okay, what am I hiding? Yeah. You know, what am I not saying? I like to call it a mute button. Where am I muting myself?
0: Oh, nice. I'm I'm a little meaner to myself. What's the lie I'm telling myself? Where's yeah, the lie? I like there's that. There's a lie. The lie? Right. There's a the lie.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Where's that. The and that, there's a there's a book that's really cool, a self awareness book that I'm reading right now that I can't remember the author's name, but uh, it's really helpful right now. But it's called <laughs> self observation. And I do I do one chapter a week, and it's oh the most fascinating thing ever because when even no matter how good you are at self awareness the more you can become even more aware, even more aware, even more conscious, the more you control your own destiny, right? Courageous destiny.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. So I love it. So for all the people who want to continue this conversation with you (laughs) about how can they break through what they need to break through to do authentic sales, and grow their business, and be a happier human being, because I know your way into being a happier human being, how can they get a hold of you?
1: They can get a hold of me at CourageousDestiny.com. I have a button there that says Let's Talk. So by all means, come on CourageousDestiny.com and Let's Talk. Um, You can also find me on Facebook. I'm there. I do answer my messages. You know, and I love talking about sales. I love helping people accelerate where they're at, you know, so if there's some place they want to go, by all means, reach out and I'm happy to help.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I get all riled up every time I talk about sales. Now I got to go sell something. (laughs) You got to go do it.
0: (laughs) Bring Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals... Feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.